Welcome to the Introverted Entrepreneur Podcast. My name is Denise Lee. I'm an advisor, coach, and speaker dedicated to help you grow and transform not just your business, but your life. And today I want to talk about self-sabotage, why it happens and how to stop it. If you've ever been stop and go with anything that you want to do with your business or your personal life, and you just don't know why you get in your own darn way. Even when things are doing, going good, you want to just do something to throw a monkey wrench into it with fear or doubt or insecurities or inconsistencies. We're going to dive into this episode and I hope this is going to really change your life. Coming to you after this short break. Hey, 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 and we're back. I'm so glad that you are choosing to spend your time with me. If this is your very first time listening, thank you, wrapping my arms around you and giving you a big electronic hug. Make sure you subscribe, follow wherever you're listening. I know that I am on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and Amazon Podcasts and a whole bunch of other places like listener knows. So wherever you're listening, make sure that you engage and as well as follow or subscribe that way as soon as I drop an episode you'll be able to listen to it lickety split and those of you guys who have been listening and have been enjoying thank you so much would you do me the honor of either writing a review letting other people know what you've been enjoying drop me a voicemail message there's a link in the show notes below where you can leave your name as well as where you're coming from and what you've been learning from this that encourages me and encourages other people to just keep this going and lastly if you are interested in learning more about me there's also a link in the show notes below where you can access other podcasts access my website directly or anything else that may be of interest to you and before I go into this self-sabotage I want to explain a little bit about myself and my journey. This is especially going to help you understand why I definitely understand why we self-sabotage and why it's so hard to get out of the cycle. For the longest time, as long as I can remember, even when I was a child, I just wanted to connect with someone. I really wanted to be friends and I never quite understood why as a child and then later through my te- teens and then my 20s, I couldn't connect. And I want to explain to you that the reason why I couldn't connect was I was very insecure. Nobody could say anything about me that I could even, even hint at my lack of skills or my poor mindset or anything of that matter. All I wanted to do was be praised all day, every day. And it's kind of hard to want to connect with someone if all they want is strokes and reassurances. The reason why I wanted so much strokes and reassurances and why it was so hard to connect was because I had a hard time connecting with the people that was closest to me. Just full full disclosure, I grew up in a family that was extremely traumatic, extremely chaotic. From as long as I can remember into 11, my mother emotionally, physically, and sexually abused me. My father was the original Rolling Stone. You know, the explanation where, wherever he laid his hat was his home. When he, The only time he came home really was just to crash, maybe eat something, and then he was off either to work. And then later I found out 
in my 20s and 30s, he was extremely promiscuous and had multiple girlfriends while he was married with my my mother before he ultimately left when I was 14. So I think that they were like 20 years into their marriage before they finally called it quits, 2022, somewhere along those lines. And while I was in that household, there was a lot of screaming, a lot of yelling, a lot of fights, a lot of bickering, but there was no communication. And the only time people got affection or attention was when something was chaotic, something was being blown up. And when nothing was being blown up, everyone was isolating my my mother to her her room, um, which I co-shared with her till I was 11, which was very traumatizing in a lot of different ways. But my brothers to their own silos, my father banished to the basement and no one was really connecting. And then when the only time they interacted, like I said earlier, was just to yell, scream, bitch, moan, complain, fight. That's all it was. I'll never forget when I was about seven or eight, when my mother made it a ritual to call the cops every single time there was an argument amongst myself and my older brothers. You know, like a normal parent would sit down and try to talk with the kids about what was going on and try to resolve it. No, my mother thought the best way of resolving it was calling 911. And it just came to be so embarrassing about sharing feelings, sharing anything that was going on inside my home with people outside in the real world that I just isolated and got resentful. And the only people that I could connect with were people who were just as freaking miserable as I was. You know, misery loves company. We attract people who are operating on the same emotional wavelength that we are. It's a sad but true fact. And if we attach ourselves to people who are attracted to misery and victimization and being in these overly dramatic situations through sometimes no fault of their own initially. And then as adults, we try to recreate and replicate those good old feelings. I laugh, good old feelings, but it's not, in a way it is, it's good to our subconscious because our subconscious always desperately wants to replicate it. And so I carried all those feelings of desperation and insecurity and sadness and guilt of not being able to be who I was because I thought that if I was being the real version of me, no one would be honest enough to share their side of the story. And we couldn't really form a connection. So I was only attracted to people who were just as emotionally depleted and deprived as I was. It shouldn't be as a shock that my my romantic relationships, my platonic relationships, the jobs, I was always attracted to people in situations where people were terribly inauthentic and unavailable for whatever reason to be honest. And so why am I talking about this whole background in relation to self-sabotage? The reason why for a lot of us self-sabotage, it looks as if we are trying to do stuff, connect with people, but we end up connecting with the people who are on the surface is the exact opposite, but on a psychological our our child, the child within us, and I talk a lot about the child within us and amazing attitude. There's three components in us, the child, adult, and our parent, and all three components all work <laughs> to compete to see how we're going to be able to relate with ourselves and others. And oftentimes, there's a broken child within us that desperately wants to fix the things from the past. And if the players or the people that we are were involved with in the past are not present, 
We're going to find new players and we're going to replete replay the same drama over and over again. So the whole point I'm trying to mention this to you is that we find ourselves on a social level thinking, okay, why am I doing this? Why am I interacting with these people who clearly can't be in a relationship, romantic or platonic, or I'm in these really insane relationships in my job where I am not getting the paid, the the amount that I'm I'm worth, or I'm not charging what I'm worth, or I'm doing things with people I don't even like for years, and I feel stuck, and I don't know why I can't go, even though I know that's not paying my bills, even though I know that the commute, I remember talking with one client, and he would commute from his old job back and forth to hours a day. He was basically, any kind of savings, quote unquote, he thought he was receiving was burned away through his commute back and forth. A lot of us, we dig ourselves in ditches because we there's a thought behind us that we are undeserved of love, attention, happiness, and we replicate these patterns again and again and again. We're literally throwing the monkey wrench into our careers and to our businesses, into our romance. I'll never forget talking with this one particular client and she's been doing a lot of good work with me, a lot of good work with me. And she was telling me about this particular gentleman that she was dating and she was being happy and she was using the tools that she was learning. And she couldn't understand why when things were going good with with them in the relationship, the, the boyfriend then ex-boyfriend now, uh, was pulling away and he was distancing. And the reason behind it was because he felt that it felt unnatural to him. He said that he wanted a girlfriend at the time they broke up that was a little bit more fiery. And he didn't really feel as if he was deserving of stability. He just thought that he could just, they could meet each other back and forth. They didn't no plans of moving in with each other, no plans of marrying, no t- plans of longevity. He just wanted instability. He just, and he, sometimes he would purposely cre- create fights and drama. And this is an example of pain addiction. For a lot of us, we, sap- we sabotage ourselves because we're absolutely addicted to the pain. Okay. Now, as before I go in, further into this. I just want you to sit and think to yourself right now, am I addicted to pain? Do I find ways to screw things up because I don't feel as if I'm I'm worthy or I'm deserving? Or perhaps we observed countless examples from our friends or our family members screwing things up and we just thought that it's just normal to mess things up. I'll never forget when I was reading through Napoleon Hill's Outwitting the Devil book. Very fascinating read. I highly recommend it. But I remember the first 20 pages of it. He would talk about all the ventures that he went into and stopped and went in. He was sometimes he was accumulating a lot of money. And then once it was starting to get a little bit more traction, a little bit momentum, he would sabotage it, quit it, sell it off, end it, and then move on to the next venture. The book talks about the reason behind it was because he was stuck in the drift. But I'll give you even more, a simpler explanation. Because his psyche inside of him truly believed that he didn't deserve anything good, that was the only thing that he could do was destroy it. 
I've met so many talented people over the years in different professions and different ventures. And the core issue was, I don't believe that I deserve love. And that's going to take a lot of one-on-one work to resolve those issues, that life script issue, because it will keep, without the, you can have all the head knowledge in the world about, oh, gee, Denise is telling me what it, what it is right now. I'm really giving you a solution, but how to resolve it and to how to stop it from playing the script over and over again. Because remember, this is your subconscious. This is not your conscious. No matter how many times you think understand this type of head knowledge from my podcast or perhaps any other resource in your book, the fact of the matter is you need one-on-one help to be able to work through the damage and the wreckage of your past. As I have had the one-on-one experience, I've been blessed to have some really wonderful therapists and coaches that have helped me resolve those issues. I want to ask that you be able to look within yourself and say, you know what, I definitely need to be able to identify it so that I can eradicate it so I can move on with my life because it shows up in so many different ways I'll never forget talking with I know I say I never forget it but that's the only thing I can say (laughs) but anyway I recall one particular client where she was getting into this venture where she was making some type of artwork I forgot what it was just handmade mugs or I forgot what it was with this particular uh other person. And I knew, I knew for a fact that it wasn't going to last because I remember when I was asking her, my client about her, her partner that in her venture, she was saying that her partner was very scattered. Her partner was only talking about her personal problems and they couldn't really do anything. And I remember mentioning to my client, you know, it seems like your partner is very scattered and can't do anything of value. You might want to venture off and do something, but she was very attached because they were friends and they had an established relationship, yada, yada, yada. To cut a long story short, the the venture folded and nothing ever, ever happened. In fact, she spent more money in the end to close the partnership up than to, to actually initiate and start it up. And it was really sad. And the reason behind it was because both ladies, my client as well as other ladies, was operating over the mind, the script of lovelessness. And for a lot of us, we don't see so many things that we think we want, growing our business, losing our weight, gaining weight for some people who have eating disorders, so many different facets in our lives. And we attract other people, like-minded people, unless we resolve this script. And I don't want that to be you. And so I'm going to leave a link in the show notes below if you're interested in working with me one-on-one, because one of the things that I really work, I try to emphasize is you understanding yourself on a psychological level. This is a little bit different. I know everyone talks about mindset, believe in yourself, and you can do anything that's possible. I'm not going to just come up with these cliche things. I want us to dig deep and really understand as I told you in the beginning of our time with one another, my story, my background, why I was attracted to certain things was because I was operating from that same life script of lovelessness. And until I was able to understand and unpack the the rationale behind all of that, I could not move on. I was only attracted to people that kept reminding me that of the insecurities of my past kept 
wanting to reinforce dysfunctional patterns that I had with other people. So I understand exactly where you're at if you have found yourself in long-term depression. And I say multi-year. When I when I say that, I'm talking about people who have two to three glasses of wine or beer a night. I know where that is. I used to do that too. I've been sober seven years. And I, I realized that part of the reason why I was self-medicating was because I was trying to eradicate and run away from those that discomfort feeling. I understand that the need to also self-medicate with sugar or mind-altering chemicals. And this is not a way to live. It's not a way to live. I mean, you may have observed your your family of origin do that. And you know that there, as you're listening to this, you know that there's a better way than this. We don't have to self-medicate anymore. We don't have to use sex as a form of medication. We don't have to jump from venture to venture, seeking euphoria in order to mask away the pain. You know, every time I read anything about Elon Musk, I just laugh because I just know for a fact that he's basically constantly spinning up drama in order for him to evade from his deep insecurities. And you may say, wait a minute, Elon Musk, he's like one of the richest people on earth. How in the world is he like an insecure person? I said, no secure person starts and stops ventures. No insecure person has multiple kids, multiple women, multiple at the same time. No secure person uh, likes to play lots of games with the media. So when I see all this going on, I see a broken person that just needs help to resolve those issues. And I'm not saying that you're going to be Elon Musk or you're anything like it. I'm just giving an example to say that there's we see it all day, every day in the media, uh, especially people who are professional athletes. Like that's if if you ever wanted to replicate a soap opera drama, just go ahead and just read about the lies of someone in this, a professional athlete. And you see this so many times with people, CEO, CEO, C-suite executives. And I'm not sitting here and saying that you can't be successful and have issues. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that for a lot of them, because they have worked so hard to suppress it, when the mania, when the insecurity, when the depression, when the self-substitute comes out, it comes out in spectacularly horrific ways for all to see. And a lot of us are so desperate to try to pretend as if our problems are not as bad as the other person's problems. We don't really see the calamity of our situation. So I want us to be honest with ourselves. As I share with you my story, as I was being vulnerable, I encourage you to make that next step and understanding who you are so that you can be free, okay? The key to and having a happy life is to reconcile the issues of your past, okay? In other words, don't let your past ruin your future, okay? And that starts with you understanding exactly why the self-sabotage is showing up, how it's impacting you, and what we can do to change up the script. You know, one of the things that I always loved when I was a little girl was 
writing stories. I had a middle school teacher that really encouraged me to write different stories. I found myself writing a lot of crime and drama. And I guess, well, the reasons are obvious because there was a lot of crime and drama within my own family of origin issue. But one of the things I loved about writing stories and doing storytelling was that I got to change the ending. If I didn't like this particular character to fall in love with another character, I could have the character move to Maui. I could have them become a writer. I could have them do anything that I wanted them to do. And so is the same with your story, with your life. We all are curating the the script of our lives. You have the opportunity right now to curate it to be anything you want it to be. And so my question is, how are you going to curate your life? What is that going to look like for you? Is it going to involve a lot of drama and scandal and heartbreak and alcoholism or drug addiction or food addiction? Or is it going to be involved with you making peace with your past, accepting the frailty of your your own family members, understanding your own part of the world and carving the life that you know that you deserve and are capable of receiving? That's a personal choice. You're going to have to make it for yourself. And I want to encourage you to be able to understand that this process is not about blaming or shaming. This is about information. I remember talking with my husband the other day and he was like, geez, you know, I've seen so much of a change with you even the last few years. And I told him, I said, the reason why I feel more calm or more at ease is because I understand how this is working. I'm understanding my own psyche my own child within me and that can be able to unlock some of the pain that I felt because I didn't understand it once we understand it we can find peace once we understand ourselves we can we can disrupt those old and destructive habits and we can be able to walk in ways that can be able to bring joy to not just ourselves but our larger world so I have a question for you are you willing to take that next step whatever that looks like for you And if so, make sure that if that includes me to connect with me, I'm going to leave a link in the show notes below so that we can connect one-on-one. Well, I've got a question for you. What self-sabotage is impacting you and what do you want to change? I want you to write it down because when we write things down, we we can actually take our mind to actually make a change. So it's not enough just to nod your head and listen to this. I want you to write something down. What are you going to do? Why are you going to make this change to erase the self-sabotage? And what do you need in order to get that? So that's my action plan for you. Okay. Well, that was it. I so enjoyed talking with you as always. If you found value in this podcast, please share it with someone else and make sure that you write a review if you really feel impacted by this. Well, that is it. Thank you so much for listening. Take care and be awesome.